0: Hey listeners, have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but the idea of figuring out technology and recording has stopped you? Well, that was the case for me too, until I heard about Spotify for podcasters. They make it so easy for this busy mom of three to record, edit, and publish my podcast. And here is the best part. It's free, like really free, no hidden trials or premium memberships, truly free. They have everything you need to make your podcast happen. Try Spotify for podcasters for free today. Welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Good morning, welcome back to These Days at Home podcast. I'm Melissa Johns, your host, and this morning I thought I would try to squeeze in a podcast episode before everybody wakes up in my house. Um, I kind of feel like I'm playing with fire here because, you know, if you try to do anything before someone wakes up, almost always they will wake up, Um, and so I really hope I can get this in before, um, yeah, before all the lights turn on in my house. But I right now I'm enjoying some coffee and I had a piece of my chocolate loaf that I made yesterday. Oh, it was so good! I have never had like a piece of chocolate bread before. So moist. I had some chocolate chips in there, so extra sweet. It was very very good. Um, So yes, I was wanting to write or record this podcast to kind of give you guys an update on uh, a few things that I had talked about. A few episodes ago, and I had mentioned that you could be praying for our family um, about some things that might be coming down the line. And now that we, we know all the information, I have the full story I can share with you. Um, so my husband um, at his company, the, the company was trying to grow a bunch over this last year. Um, and that was one of the reasons he was hired. And um, since then, the company hasn't the growth that they were hoping for didn't quite happen. And so they had to let a bunch of people go and he was one of them. Um, so my husband has, uh, lost his job and we are, um, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, I left my job uh, in ministry just after my first son turned one. Um, and so, we I've been a stay at home mom for a while and um it it just really is the right decision for us. I could go into a lot of the different details on that um at some other point, but I I don't have a career to return back to essentially um, nor have a job that or a career in any way that would make enough money to pay for daycare. And so not only is it a desire of mine to stay home but financially it doesn't make sense either. So we are in this season of, yeah, we're starting a new season of our life where um, my husband will be home for a little while looking for a new job. Um, We are praying for one. We are trusting God for every provision we have or that he can give us. Um, It's, yeah, it's just going to be a really unique season. Um, We don't feel um excessively worried. Um we've got some financial things in place and um we just know that God is a provider above all else. Um we have I I have been in a job before where I have uh raised support. I have I've worked for a college ministry and I raised every cent that I saw come in my, in my bank account. So I have seen God provide over and over and over again. And especially when it didn't feel like there was much to, much to have, um, God provides it in really unique ways. Um, I'll give you one example. One of my, while I was raising support, um, one of my friends, she, uh, she's like, I can't, you know, I can't support you monthly. I can't give you, uh, you know, join your ministry team, but, um, I'll buy your meal whenever we're out as a group of friends, I'll always just pick up your tab and, that was just like a really unique provision, um, from God. And then, oh man, when we moved into this house, um, there has just been thing after thing after thing that we have gotten either for free or things that we didn't know that we need, we needed, and someone was able to give them to us. Or, um, man, I ha- I have so many stories. We have so many things in our house. If I look around our house, go from room to room, I could tell you all the things that we've gotten either for free at the end of someone's driveway and like good quality stuff too. And things that like go with our style of our home. So all of that just, just shows me that God knows us individually. He knows the things that we like. He delights to give them to us and he provides what we need. Sometimes it's not in the way that we want. And sometimes it's not the exact thing that we want. Um, But he, his ways are always better his ways are higher than our ways um as it says in isaiah and we can just trust him that he knows what's best for us and you know above not above all else another thing that i often think of is like i can we can easily freak out that oh my gosh you know we don't have this or that or this or that but i had heard in a sermon a um, a few years ago that um, even like the the middle class American is still like in the top third of the wealth in the world. So when you think about the wealth of other countries, um, America is, you know, pretty up there. We, just the standard of living we have and the fact that I don't have to worry about where my next meal is coming from, like that alone just is, yeah, is an indicator to me that, we really are okay. Um, And we will be fine. And, you know, there's, uh, there's so many things I could talk about. But um, another thing that I thought about with all of this is um, we, we started gardening and homesteading a while ago, and we didn't do it as in like, oh, we're going to be doomsday preppers or whatever. Um, Because we're not those people. Um, We just saw I think in the pandemic, we just kind of realized, as a lot of people did, this whole home setting and gardening thing has become a massive trend Um, since the pandemic. I think a lot of millennials in particular were like, oh my gosh, I can't rely on the grocery store for my food source. Let me uh, try to grow some of my own food. Um, And so that's kind of where we landed up, not because we didn't trust the grocery stores, but because it was just one of those moments where we decided to move a little bit further out of the city. I was on a health journey wanting to eat more healthy foods, um, and just kind of put my hand and create or, um, learn some of those skills of how to can food, preserve food, um, ferment food for like the gut health. Um, anyway, a lot of this stuff is going to serve us well now in this upcoming season of life where we've got a garden that is growing a ton of food, um, I know how to make bread. We bought a quarter cow from a friend not that long ago. Um, A lot of things that just... like. I had also gotten my husband an espresso machine for his birthday and Father's Day, kind of like a a combined gift. And so that too, it's like, okay, if we don't have any income, we can't be going out to eat or out for coffee all that much. Like We've got an espresso machine. We can enjoy the delicious things. We have a quarter of a cow that we just purchased in our freezer. We'll be, we'll be fine on meat for a while. I had bought, or my husband last year had bought a a big box of dry farm wines, which is a delicious wine company. They make some really clean, healthy wines. Um, that'd be another interesting topic to talk about sometime because the wine that you purchase at the store isn't really what you think it is. Of course there's, um, there's, there's this company called Dry Farms that makes really clean wines without a lot of additives. Anyway, we've got a bunch of that downstairs. I've got a huge thing, like probably like three dozen eggs from our chicken sitting in front of us. Um, it's There's these decisions that we made a long time ago, not like not necessarily for a moment like this, where like, oh, if something happens, we've got all this stuff. But it just it became an interest of ours. We have been honing these skills over the last three years. And now here we are, they're going to serve us really, really well as we wait for the next thing, as we wait for uh provision from God for um, my husband's job and whatever might be coming down the line. So I wanted to talk about that just as, um, yeah, just as a way to encourage any of you out there, if you're hearing me talk and thinking you're in a similar boat and thinking like, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to, how is God going to provide? Well, he's always been He's always been working in your life and he will continue to, um, I want to revisit some of the verses that I had mentioned. I think this was the, in the podcast episode, the things I make to save money. That was, I'm going to kind of revisit some of this just because, um, that's what I was kind of alluding to at that time, but I want to, um, talk about it again. So, um, the verse, the verse, one of the verses that I continue to go back to is in Habakkuk three seventeen through nineteen It says Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the field yields no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength, and he makes my feet like the deers. He makes me tread on the high places. Um, so even if, with all of our gardening and everything like that, if all of that does fail, like God, God is the, where our salvation is. I will rejoice in God and who he is just because I don't have, maybe my garden won't do anything this year. Maybe it'll just go completely kaput and I won't have any vegetables to ferment or grow or whatever, um, I can still take joy in the Lord because he is a God that provides. He is our provider, and he is the one that provided us salvation, which also is eternal life. Um, and then Matthew 6, um, let me flip to it here. Um, classic verse in Matthew 6, um, don't worry about your life verse, uh, what you will eat, what you will drink, but the whole section is worth is worth reading. For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But ask, or but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I remember this verse um, so well. This that one part. Um, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor, nor gather into barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. When I was raising support for my job uh, for crew, I worked for a college ministry, um, and I had to raise every cent that came in to my paycheck. every Everything I made, I had to raise in funds from other people that generously gave to me uh, to do this kingdom work, uh, through a college ministry. And I remember before I joined staff, I, I knew this would be a part of being a part of this one ministry. So I really had to consider, do I want to do this? Um, and I remember being at my, my aunt and uncle's house, um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, or not Grand Rapids, Minnesota. I was just talking about somebody else about Michigan, sorry, Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Um, and I remember sitting on their porch. This actually used to be my, my grandma and grandpa's place where my dad grew up. Um, and then they bought it when they, my grandparents were aging. Um, and anyway, anyway, I was sitting on the porch watching there was this bird feeder that was hanging from the side of the porch. It was like a covered porch. So I was underneath, um, underneath the, the roof of it and the birds were kind of coming up to this bird feeder. And I was considering, all of this and reading this verse, and I just realized these birds, they were flying right up to the feeder and they, and they, they weren't, they weren't working. Like I just, the, uh, just amazing picture of what this verse was saying that the birds, they neither toil nor, uh, toil nor uh, reap. Um, so no reap. They don't go out and plant their own, Crops to grow and eat, like they literally just fly from place to place looking for food, and they have what they need because God feeds them so god was God was providing for these birds through the hands of my aunt and uncle who filled a bird feeder, and it was the bird's delight it was their absolute delight just to come and take and eat and fly away, and that was what God was doing uh to me that's what he does for us we We work, we do toil, we work and, you know, but he provides everything that we need. Um, And just as I was looking to raise support, I saw that through someone else's hand, God was going to give me provision, just like those birds were eating through the hand of my aunt and uncle. I was going to be provided for through the hands of somebody else. Um, So massively grateful for all of the time that I was um, a part of, crew raising, raising funds and, um, experiencing the provision of God through other people. It's just, there's nothing else like it. There really isn't. I know it sounds daunting and just maybe it's not for everybody. I know that to be true, but it is, it is, it was such a blessing. It was such a blessing because I had so many people invested in me in my life and what I was doing. And, um, in some ways it was just so, uh, so you, so such a blessing and so unique, even though it was hard. And, um, yeah, it was hard at at times, but, um, another verse I wanted to mention was it's, uh, in Romans, it says, God, uh, if God is for us, who can be against us? And, um, it's, it's really true. It's like in this season of life where we're looking at my husband has lost his job and, um, you know, God is still for us. We can easily look at some of these trials in our life and think, oh, God's not with us. He, um, he's abandoned us. He's, you know, whatever, but that's not true. God is for us. Um, he has a plan for our lives and we are to trust him. And we do, my husband and I have had a very, just a very strong sense of peace through this whole time. I, I think if anything you know we've ha- we've had other emotions about this but being fearful is has not been one of them. Um another verse I was just finished reading um Hebrews this morning in my quiet time I'm going through the New Testament and just finished Hebrews and um yeah this verse really stuck out to me um keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, "I will never leave you nor forsake you." So when, so we can confidently say, "The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear. What can man do to me?" Oh, and, that, and that's quoting Psalm, um, yeah, Psalm one, eighteen, six. That the Lord is my helper; I will not fear. What can man do to me? Um, so there it is. God will never leave us nor forsake us. Um, just so many good truths. I don't know where everyone else is all at. You know, maybe I hope these verses are hitting you guys in a unique way. That's what God's Word does. It goes out and it accomplishes his will. So um I hope it's encouraging to you. Um just hearing our story. I don't know where you're at in your life, if you've experienced any of these things, or if you might experience them in the years to come, or maybe you're going through it right now alongside with us. I don't know. But I know one thing: God is writing your story. God God is writing our story. Um, it maybe not be the story that we have written. We would write for ourselves, but he is the one writing. Think of your life of what has happened and what has yet to happen as a novel i've This is a tool I've been using over the last year is to think of my life as a story as a novel, a written by God. He is the author. He is in control. He has a plan, a way he wants to write the story. He has care. Think of the different like aspects of a story: character development, plot twists, conflict, resolution. Um, there, if you can think about your life in that way, like he is accomplishing something. He's writing a story that one day you'll know the end to. Um, one day you'll see the big picture. So one day we will all know and understand when we're in heaven with him what, um, yeah, just the the grand scope of our life and what he was trying to accomplish. And it, the good thing is he will accomplish it. Um, I know when things have been really, when things are really hard, like those really big why questions in life, um, those, that, that's where we struggle. That's where we wrestle with, well, if God is right in our story and he's in control, then why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did he let bad things happened to me or why did he let me make this choice? I, you know, I shouldn't have made that choice. It ruined my life or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I truly believe that God works all things for the good of those who love him. And that does not mean that your life is easy or pain-free or free of trial. It is, that is not true. He has a greater purpose far beyond what your eyes can see, far beyond what your mind can comprehend that he is working all things for your good, which means that he is making you more aware of his, um, his presence, making you more aware of his salvation, how much he has saved you from sin and death. He is making you, um, more like himself, which is patient, loving, kind, gentle, and self-control. All these things he is working. He's working for your holiness, for your good. That is the good he is working out in your life. And it May come through trials and fire, um, but it is so 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 good. Um, I re- so a little application. So, this last year we had twins, um, and I really wanted to breastfeed both of them all the way through. I had breastfed my first son until about six months and uh, lost my milk supply, um, and then so I started off breastfeeding both of them. And then around four months, um, the babies were just getting really fussy at nursing. And then, um, Benjamin, my son was having some, um, eczema and skin problems that were equated to, uh, dairy sensitivity. So I had to cut out dairy to help him through his skin issues. And then just through all of that, it was just kind of a stressful time and my milk supply dropped and my, uh, daughter Holly wasn't taking the breast as well, but she was taking a bottle really easily. So, it just kind of all shook out that I was going to cut out dairy breastfeed Ben and Holly is going to get a formula. So that's where we're at now. But at the time, and at the time I just was so bummed about it because I just, I love nursing. I just, I really do. Um, I just love the experience and wanted to, you know, just, I really wanted that, but obviously that wasn't the story God had written. And I had to think of it that way. Like I, I felt like it was a little out of my control what was happening and I couldn't figure out how to get, you know, how to get back to what it was I was wanting. And so I had to surrender to it, had to surrender to, look, this is not, this is just not the story God has written. God has written a different story for Benjamin. I was really sad that he had all these skin problems and, you know, like has a dairy sensitivity and all these things. And I was like, why is that the case? And then, um, you know, same thing for my daughter. Like, why is it that she won't nurse? Like, I want to nurse her and just all these things. But God has wrote, written a different story. Um, And it's not, and especially for them. Like, I am the mom and I'm taking care of them. And this nursing thing is just for like one year of their life. It's a very small blip. Um, but God has a story for them. Like, that is a part of their story from the beginning of their life for this one year. And I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what he'll do for the rest of their life. And it may be nothing. This one year may be absolutely nothing when it comes to, um, feeding and eating, like who cares? Um, but it was just something I had to remember. Like God is in control of their life and in control of mine. And I had to let go. I had to take my hands off of the situation and just remember that God was writing a story with um, intrigue, plot twists, character development, and he's got a full breadth of story for their entire life. And this is just one detail of it. Um, so anyway, I'd like to encourage you guys um, with this concept today. Um, this is kind of the topic that I wanted to talk about, the story God is writing for your life. What is God doing in your life right now, good or bad? maybe think, yeah, just take some time and think about this. What story is he writing for you? What kinds of things could he be accomplishing uh, later down the road in life that is hard to see right now? Next time you are having a hard time or maybe just, you know, yeah, a really bad day, imagine and ask yourself, God is writing a story. What will happen next? Um, It is a helpful way to just kind of change our mindset as to looking at the tragedies of life or looking at even just day by day, like the really hard things. Um, and just imagine it being a story. It brings a little lightheartedness. It brings some truth. God is writing a story and he does have a plan for us. Um, and so it's been helpful for me. I hope that's helpful for you. Um, just to think about, yeah, think about your life and the things that could be happening. Um, I wanted to read two. There's two things that came to me, two different songs that I really love. Um, one is called Time in Between by Francesca. Uh, oh gosh, what's her last name? Oh gosh, I have listened to her in college all the time. Let me, I'm gonna pull up the lyrics here. Betastelli, there we go. Gosh, I can't believe I forgot her last name. Okay, Francesca Um So this is called The Time in Between you were there when your father said let there be light you obeyed when he whispered son you have to leave tonight to spend nine months in a mother's womb and three days in a borrowed tomb but it's the time in between that brings me to my knees knowing you came for me and all that I can be I'm amazed so amazed and I thank you for the time in between Don't take much for this crazy world to rob me of my peace, and the enemy of my soul says you're holding out on me, so I stand here lifting empty hands for you to fill me up again, but it's the time in between that I fall down to my knees, waiting on what you'll bring, and the things that I can't see, I know my song's incomplete, still I sing in the time in between." So many ways your love has saved the day and I'm grateful for them all. But it's the time in between the middle of two thieves that says everything. It's the reason I believe. I'm amazed, so amazed, and I thank you for the time in between. Oh Lord, I thank you for the time in between. Oh, so good. So the time in between, that's kind of where we're at. We're we've gotten this news. We're waiting for the next thing. We are, we are in a time in between. Um, and and just like she illustrates here that Christ, um, he left heaven. He came to earth to fulfill something for us. And that time in between is where he accomplished so much for us, the perfect life, compassion, um, healing so many things he did for us. He died for us, um, in the time in between. Um, so anyway, beautiful, beautiful song um the other one i'm it's called um let's see Jenny Owens, a good old tune Jenny Owens, if you want me to um that's the name actually learned i actually learned the song song on the guitar back in college um and uh fun fact Jenny Owens, I believe is blind, so this that adds like a whole another level she's a beautiful singer um, yeah, really good. So here we go. The pathway is broken. The signs are unclear. And I don't know the reason why you've brought me here. But just because you love me the way that you do, I'm going to walk through the valley if you want me to. Because I'm not who I was when I took my first step. And I'm clinging to the promise you're not through with me yet. So if all of these trials bring me closer to you, then I will go through the fire if you want me to. It may not be the way I would have chosen. When you lead me through a world that's not my home. But you never said it would be easy. You only said I'll never go alone. So when the whole world turns against me and I'm all by myself, and I can't hear you answer my cries for help, I'll remember the suffering your love put me through, and I'll go through the valley if you want me to. And when I cross over Jordan, I'm going to sing, I'm going to shout, I'm going to look into your eyes and say, you never let me down. Um, Oh gosh, I can't remember the last part. Anyway, that's all I'll remember. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I remember memorized that one on, on the guitar, and so I've got those lyrics, but I can't remember that last part. Anyway, that was by Jenny Owens, if you want me to. Oh gosh, that one, it's like, yeah, I have just, just look that one up, listen to it. It's so good. Obviously it brings me to tears every time I hear it, um, no matter what season of life I'm in, honestly, I can just hear it and just, I kind of start crying. Uh, It's just so, so, so good. Um, anyway, I hope that wasn't too much emotion for you today because sometimes, you know, you don't know what you're going to get when you listen to my podcast, but today you got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of different things. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope I encourage you guys to uh, trust the Lord above all else, no matter what is going on in your life, that he is for you, he is with you, he's never going to leave you or forsake you, and he provides all things um, for your good. So I hope you guys have a great 4th of July weekend, or actually middle, beginning of the week here, Um, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For daily interactions and more inspiration, find me on the socials at HarborHome32 or my blog, HarborHome32.com. Talk with you next time. Bye.